0: Welcome to the Inspirational, Informational, and Transparent Aviation Careers podcast. You know, networking is vital to moving forward with your aviation career. Uh, Joining me today is Tim Nickel, who at a young age was able to use networking to land an internship uh, with a local airport and became the recipient of a scholarship to help fund his flight training. Uh, Tim's an operational specialist at Lakeland Linder International Airport and is here to share his story. But before we get to Tim, uh, real quickly, if you have questions, comments, you want to become a guest on the show, just go to aviationcareerspodcast.com. If you want to send us some feedback, just click on contact. And the 2024 Aerospace Scholarships Guide is out there. It's uh, only $10 for a year access, and we update it every month and we do have a new chapter uh coming out in the book how to successfully land that scholarship so that's coming up in the new scholarships guide you can get a free scholarships guide go to com slash pay it forward and uh and go check out uh the youtube channel if you're not watching this online right now so anyway let's move on to the show again i have joining me is uh tim nickel he's an operations uh specialist at lakeland linder international airport and uh also uh someone who's been at uh, Polk State College, and that's how we met, also on the flight team. Uh, Tim, it's wonderful to see you again. Good,
1: wonderful to see you too, sir. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it.
0: Yeah, Tim, this is great. I mean, I, I think all that you've done at such a young age is is actually just amazing. And I think it's terrific how you've been able to kind of navigate a lot of challenges that you've had and been able to land a job that you're you're really enjoying. And we'll talk a little bit about, about what's going forward uh, in, in your life. But the biggest thing is you've been able to do that uh, through a lot of networking. And uh, so tell us, uh, before we get into that, uh, tell us first of all, um, you know, where you are now and, and what you're doing and how networking got you there.
1: Yes, sir. Absolutely. So um, I actually started with aviation from a young age. Um, I was involved with Civil Air Patrol and I was actually able to fly a, ca- a plane before I got to drive a car. So from a young age, I was already like, dude, I got to fly. It was amazing. <laughs> um, I had the incredible privilege of being a part of Polk State College. I found their aerospace program. I found you guys. I know when you were coaching the flight team, um, You really helped and you really kind of took me under your wing, especially when it came to um, the networking side of things and came to the financial side of things. Um, And honestly, it's been incredible. It's been an incredible journey so far. Um, I I was I was very fortunate to be able to land an internship with uh, Lakeland Linder International and that opened up a whole world of possibility besides flight. Um, It really is just like it's about keeping your options open. You know, everybody, when they go into aviation, they want to fly. Of course you want to fly. Everybody wants to fly. I I still want to fly. I'm still planning Mm -hmm. on doing it. Um, but keeping those options open, knowing that there's so many other jobs and careers in aviation um, is a really important factor, especially like if you're at an age where it's like you don't have the money to fly or you might not have that option to fly right now. Definitely always be searching and always look for opportunities. So,
0: yeah. Absolutely. And I think uh, the whole networking thing and, and I think just you, first of all, it helps to have a friendly personality like yourself. I mean, I think it's good to be able to talk to people and don't be afraid to speak and and even to make mistakes. You know, you you don't know everything. And that's, I think, a big part of it. And that's probably one of the things that I think a lot of people can take away. I I think you you can talk to just about anybody and that helps. (laughs) Uh, but, But for those people that aren't able to do that, like you are, Um, I mean, what would you tell somebody like that? Someone who's just kind of, they have a tough time with just going up and saying hi.
1: Yeah, it's definitely, it can be a little nerve wracking for some people. Um, I have a very outgoing personality. I know a lot of people, even in aviation, are very reserved. Um, What's important though, is just not being afraid, you know, putting yourself out there. Because I know for, for me, even before aviation, I took like two years off of college and was working, don't get me wrong. But I was afraid. And once I put myself out there and I realized, wow, I have all this potential and, you know, I'm not trying to pat myself on the back or anything, but everybody does. Everybody has their own niche. They have their own things that they can bring, especially to aviation, just with how inclusive it is and how broad it is. Um, it really is just putting about yourself out there and finding your little niche and finding the people that can help you get to where you want to go. Without The trick is with networking is that you want to you want to give as much as you want to receive you know cuz everybody thinks oh networking i got to i got to talk with the ceo over there it's like it's not about that you might want to talk with the janitor he might know a few things or two and if he doesn't cool you got to meet somebody so <laughs>
0: Absolutely. There's always opportunities with everybody. Somebody always knows somebody, and I think that's important, and that's why you've been so successful in that networking, which actually I think helped you with this whole uh, internship that you were able to get. Now, first of all, explain to us what was that internship, and then tell us how you were able to land that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, the internship it's offered by Lakeland Linder International, where I currently work at. Um, what it is, it's a program that allows um, students, especially in aerospace, to kind of see a different side of aviation. I know one that I wasn't aware of for the longest time. You get to see the operation side of things more, the airfield side, um, the wildlife management program that's at Lakeland Linder. That was a big thing. Um, the biggest thing for me was learning about the security program, so like about the badging process, about the tests that are required. And it really, it, it's more just about showing you, you know, about showing you a whole world. Um, what was fortunate for me is that when I met the people there, you know, when I met Chris, when I met Craig and Adam, Cody, and now Ryan, who's the supervisor there, I mean, they were, they took me under their wing, they were fantastic. Um, but I wanted to give back, you know, because this, this this is a huge opportunity. And as as I was hearing, you know, there might be a position opening up, I'm like, well, shoot, I want to show them that I could do something with this. And I think through that, they recognized that I was putting in effort for that. Um, and and that's the thing, too, with networking. It's not just about Again, it's not just about oh, I got to think about what people can give me. It's more like what can I give back to this airport? You know, this airport's been around longer than I've been here. So to be given that, like viewing things as opportunities is a big thing. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's an incredible program. I definitely recommend anybody in the Lakeland area, even if you're not in aerospace, apply or even just try to tour it. It's 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 incredible. It's very very incredible.
0: So, with that internship though, now you found out about there was this process, right, an application process. Um, How long did did that take? And, and was, it, uh, was it very extensive?
1: Um, it took about, I'd say, two weeks. Um, it was a little bit longer than normal, mostly because I was also looking for other jobs at the time. Um, but the position open, It's kind of like a normal job application. You apply to it, you give your resume, uh, you fill out a form online, and then you get interviewed. Um, and the biggest thing they're looking in the, in, in the interview for is people who are um, excited about aerospace, who are excited about aviation, Um, For me, I had just switched my program from professional pilot over to um, aerospace administration because it's a whole process. It's mostly because I couldn't afford the flight training at the time. So I thought, okay, this would be a great uh, career field for me to try out. And just during the interview process, I was very friendly. I wanted to introduce myself and get to know people. And I I landed the position. Uh, That's that's the biggest thing is really just showing a passion for aviation and just showing a love and an interest for people and the systems that are put in place.
0: I love how you say that because a lot of people think they have to be a certain age or a certain background to be able to to get an internship uh, and even scholarships, which we'll we'll talk about here. But really what they want to see is that you're passionate and this is something you really want to do. And, and you're committed to it. Yes, and that's, I think, something that's really important. I think another thing that I think that you said that I think is, is wonderful, and you know I always say that the most important thing is to, to fill all of these people's buckets and <laughs> your bucket overflows by doing that. And that's kind of what you do when you're networking. I mean, you're helping other people and you never know how that may come back to you. Even though you're just giving by networking, uh, it also a lot of times comes back to you. And I love how you reverse that. It's not about you. It's about everybody else, and I think that's really important. That's another reason I think you were so successful there. Thank you. Um, so, But the, the internship, though, I think uh, some people kind of, uh, I think, associate that with free, and that's not true. I mean, you get paid in an internship,
1: right? That is correct, yes, sir. Um, some internships you don't, but every uh, the ones that I've seen, especially the ones I've worked in, I, I got paid decently. Um, it wasn't, you know, the mo- it's not a livable wage, but it's not supposed to be. It's supposed to show you an opportunity and show you the information about the airport and about a side of things that people may not see. Um, and I just loved it. I loved every second of the internship. I love talking to people, learning about things, going on the maps, going on the programs. It was, it was really, really fun. Um, and something you mentioned actually was about age. You know, I'm. I would say I'm a little bit older than a typical college student, 24, um, and I still haven't gotten my, uh, my associate's degree yet. So it's a little older, but I don't, I don't think that they're looking for that. They're looking for somebody who's willing, willing to put in the effort and the time to um, do the right thing. You know, do the right thing at the airport, do the right thing with the tools you're given. And I absolutely want to. This is huge. Like, to me, this is a humongous opportunity, and I can't praise it enough. I really appreciate being given that opportunity.
0: Yeah, and that internship leads to many other things. we'll talk about that in a minute. But but during this process, you also did something else. And, I, and, and I'd and i love to hear more about this, if you don't mind. It's the scholarships. I mean, mm. you were able to actually land a scholarship. And, and maybe you could explain that to me. I'm not sure it was through the airport. But but yeah, tell us tell us about the scholarships that you were able to land and, and how you did that. Yeah,
1: 100%. So what I got was known as the uh, Tony Janus uh, Scholars uh, Award. It's through the Shoney Janus uh, Distinguished Aviation Society. Um, they award every year um, six applicants uh, who have contributed a lot to commercial aviation a $4,000 award. And the highest-ranked applicant will actually get a secondary award known as the Richard Newton from the uh, Award from the Richard Newton Foundation. And they match the scholarship for a total of 8000 I was very fortunate to actually get the highest award because of the um, essay I wrote. Um, But on that, on the application, they specify that you have to have faculty sign off for you. And I was very fortunate to have the um, director of aerospace sign off for me. And I I feel like that really played a factor into it. You know, I read what he said about me, and I really appreciated it. I I don't think I deserved anything what he said. But he definitely, I mean, I appreciate that. (laughs) He he, he was definitely very, very friendly in his words. Um, And that's the other thing that goes back to networking, you know. Because I've put in, I I feel like I've put in this fair amount of effort, maybe not as hard as some people have, but I feel like I've definitely, you know, if anybody needs anything, I'm more than happy to help them. And I feel like people recognize that. And because of that, I really, I really appreciate what's been given to me. Because to me, I'm not viewing it as like, oh, I'm just doing this so he can get this to me and give that to me. I'm viewing it as I love this program. I love the flight team. You know, me and you, we've worked together a bit on the flight right. team. I love this airport. <laughs> I mean, this airport is so diverse in what we do. We have small operations from flight schools all the way up to NOAA, soon to be an airline coming in. It's incredible, and I love seeing that. And to have that passionate love for aviation, you know, it will it will reward you in the end. I feel like. But
0: <laughs> Absolutely, that scholarship now. So I understand how mm-hmm. how is it that when you get this scholarship. Mm-hmm. Do they just write you a check? I mean, how, how does that work?
1: So they actually invite you out to uh, the Marriott Hotel out in Tampa. At least they did for me. They might change that every year. But the one that I went to, I was invited to a dinner. And they actually award you the scholarship in front of um, the, an entire crowd. Because uh, the Tony Janus Distinguished Aviation Society doesn't just award scholars. They also award a high school um, essay. And they also award somebody who's a little bit bigger in aviation. This year was the CEO of JetBlue, actually. Um, She was a great person, fantastic, very lovable, very sweet, very approachable. Um, I was very happy to meet her. Um, But they award somebody with the Tony Janus Award, and then, well, actually they award, I'm sorry, they award the scholars first, and then they give out the award, and then the actual Tony Janus recipient will come out and do a speech about stuff. And it was really, it was really, really incredible experience. I really enjoyed
0: that. Wow. It was really cool. That is really cool to get to meet CEO of an airline. Yes. I mean, that's <laughs> that's pretty neat. I mean, and to be in the same room with the Tony Janus Award. And, and for those of us that have been around the Tony Janus Award for decades, it is a very distinguished award that uh, they give out to uh, some very prominent people in the aviation industry. People have started airlines and have done so much in the airline industry. So it's kind of kind of neat to be actually uh, just sharing a stage with somebody like that. Yes. Very humbling experience, oh, I'm sure.
1: 100%. I'm sure, but… <laughs>
0: So when you were doing the scholarships, when you're looking at the internships, mm-hmm. um, do you think that this these opportunities were helped by you being part of a advanced aviation program like a, the, the aerospace program mm-hmm. at uh, at Polk State?
1: Absolutely, I I absolutely think so. I feel like if I hadn't gone to Polk State, I don't think I would have had these opportunities arise. Um, I think that you know, especially in this changing age of education. A lot of people are kind of weary about going to school, going to college, understandably. Um, but I still recommend you go forward. Even if you're not doing like for me, I'm doing full-time school. Um, just dip your toes in it. Um, just start off because I guarantee once you start and you realize, oh, this is something I want to be a part of, you really put yourself into it. That's what happened for me. That's what happened with the flight team. And I think that's really paid, ba- paid me back quite well with this um, scholarship. Like I'm, I'm very humbled by it. I'm very honored to be receiving something like this. Because I feel like this isn't really me. This is more like, you know, thanks to Polk State, thanks to you, thanks to the airport. I mean, I could name so many different people. You know, you have the people at Sun and Fun. They're they're fantastic. You know, they've they've just been a huge help. I remember they were actually there and they were actually cheering when I got the award. I was really I was a little if you if you see the video, I was like, Oh my gosh. I was a little it was a little embarrassing, <laughs> but it was it was really well, We're gonna cool.
0: have to get a link to that video it in the show notes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh <dear. laughs> Absolutely. Well that's a that's really exciting. I mean that's something where I think is it's important when you go back to your networking, uh, that you're involved in, in education too, because education also is networking. Uh, it's, it's not just about learning. It's about socialization, too. Yes, sir. And I think that's incredibly important. And that's something that I think that an education at an institution like a bulk state, uh, a college, any co- – I mean, look at all the different colleges that you've interacted uh, with, with the, the flight team. I mean, now you have all these friends and associates throughout the industry at all these different colleges. And I think that's that's really terrific. So right there is something that's really, you know, shows the importance of that education other than just the knowledge. Uh, it's more than just the knowledge, that's for sure. Um, so that also, that led to this, So and that's terrific. Um, but what's really cool is that, and I, I see this incremental movement in your life. Not only did you get that internship, that internship ended, but what happened after that?
1: Well, um, a position actually opened for a full-time um, operations specialist position, um, and I was like, well, well, why wouldn't I do this? The, the previous job I was at, actually, um, Sunrise Aviation as a dispatcher, a flight dispatcher, um, they were they were encouraging me the whole time because I was doing the internship um, later in the evening. I would work at the morning from 6 to noon, and then from noon to 5, I would go do the internship, and they were always very encouraging. They were always happy to see how I was doing it. They are like, yeah, apply for it. And I – I'm honestly like I'm so unbelievably honored that I got the position I applied for it I I, um, interviewed and they said they actually told me um, it was that they were really happy I applied for it and I was really happy that um, I did as well (laughs) obviously I got the job but I'm absolutely and, and the thing is too is when you get these things these great big awards and everything you know it's great just make sure it doesn't get to your head because I'm the new man. Right. Yeah, yeah, and that's the, and for me that's like I'm really I'm don't get me wrong, I'm really honored by it, but I have to understand I'm the new man. So I have to still learn. And that's the thing is constantly learning, constantly saying, "Okay, what can I do to better myself, gain more knowledge in aviation or in the specific field and move forward with it." You know, always always have a step forward but always remember where you are. Don't let the like be happy where you are and just keep moving forward with it. And I feel like that's really happened to me, especially the past two three years, you know, that I've been with aviation, with Polk State, with this airport. And for the foreseeable future, I, I don't see myself working anywhere else but aviation, whether that's flying or with operations. <laughs> it's it's – I love this industry. Yeah. I genuinely love this it, industry. You, you
0: got – <laughs> you got you got bit by the bug, and the you know the only way to to cure it is by staying in the industry. That's for sure. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, that's that's really cool. I'm so glad that you found something that you're really passionate about and that you enjoy. Um, so let's, if you don't mind, I'd like to really do a deep dive into that whole airport operations because mm-hmm. uh, you know a lot of times, like you said, we talk about the flying jobs and that's it, but there's so many other jobs out there. Uh, in maintenance, et cetera, but you are an airport operations specialist. So a couple things, number one, we would like to first off know what is it that an airport operations specialist does?
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a very, uh, it's a very niche field. You know, I tell people I'm in it and they're kind of like, Oh, does that mean like your security? And it's like, well, kind of, but not really. Um, But kind of. Um, The whole point of an operations specialist, but specifically with Lakeland Linder, is to make sure that the airfield is first of all up to regulations, secondly is safe to fly on. Those are the two biggest things. We're keeping regulations up and we're making sure that the airfield is safe. That means that we do inspections, we do routine inspections. Um, We also keep up because we're certified under part 139. We make sure that we're um, up to our part 139 standards. So that means that, like, center lines for um taxiway have to be a specific size. They have to have specific paint on them. Um, we're also doing – I'm on my night shift right now, so what I'm doing is I'm primarily looking for lighting. So if I see a light out, I have to uh, report that, um, put it into our system. And if it's on a 139 side of our airport, i got to put it up as a 139 um, inspection. Um, there's other things that we do as well. We work with the air traffic control tower in case if there's, let's say, fog coming in. We have our surface movement guidance and control system. Uh, we'll contact them. And what that means is is if there's too much fog, we have to escort aircraft. Now, we also have to call the tower everywhere that we are in the airfield. Um, there's a lot more that goes into it as well. So there's also our wildlife program, you know, making sure that um, birds are off the airfield. Um, There's our security program, like I mentioned as well, where we're making sure everybody's secured um, with a security badge.
0: So when you talked about uh, the night shift, so Mm -hmm. I guess that's another question is what type of a job is this time? It's like not the regular 9 to 5, I'm, I'm figuring. No, sir.
1: Yeah. So this job, um, it's a little different than other airports because with most other airports, you have ops specialists that uh, are very specific. So you have an ops specialist team that works with wildlife. You have another ops team that works with public relations. Another one that works with airfield. We do everything. We do a little bit of everything. Um, so for the night shift, my goal is to make sure that the terminal is safe and secure. My uh, other goal is to do our night inspection, making sure that the lighting is up to specs. I also like to refuel the vehicles at night when I can. Um, that's just to make sure whenever the, like the managers come in and they need to get across the airfield obviously the vehicles are fueled up um, because we only have one location right now. Um, there could be other things that happen at night as well. Sometimes I've had to um, readjust the signage. Um, I also file quite a bit of paperwork. There's a lot of paperwork at night, (laughs) a lot of paperwork, which isn't a bad thing. You know, it actually kind of teaches me how to find things like our our airport certification manual, the ACM, uh, our SOPs. You also have um, like Part 139 uh, regulations that I can study up on. Um, There's a lot you can do at night, actually. Um, It's definitely the hardest adjustment for me is definitely not seeing the people because I do like to talk quite a bit. Um, which can be a good and bad thing. But, <laughs> um, it's, it's definitely... It's different, but in a good way. You get to see a different side of the airport at night. Um, it's very cool. It's very, very
0: cool. So then if... You so 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 walk me through the days. I mean so mm-hmm. to better understand that do you work like five days a week? Mm. Do you work weekends or does it shift around? It
1: shifts around actually. So with Lakeland, um we'll sometimes uh have weekends off. They try to give us a weekend off um every time we rotate our schedule. We rotate our schedule every three months, um and we'll work um the first shift at first, which is six to two, six AM to two PM, and then you'll do a two to ten on your second shift after three months, and then on the third shift, which is I'm what I'm working now. It is a 10 p.m. to 6 a.m., um, which really isn't that bad. It's not. It's not that terrible. Um, it's actually kind of fun, I think. <laughs> but every time we switch those ships around, they'll actually give us a weekend. So right now, I don't have a weekend. I have Monday and Tuesdays off. Next time we rotate, which will be after Sun and Fun, which for people that don't know is a big air show that uh, Lakeland Linder hosts every year. This year's our 50th. It's gonna be huge. <laughs> um, after uh, yes, yes, absolutely after um, the uh, that rotation I will actually get weekends off so I think it's a really good way of learning the different sides of operations because you'll get very different things from six to two and you'll get very different things from two to ten and you'll definitely get very different things from 10 to six which is what I'm working now so it's it's very diverse you're never bored I can tell you that
0: <laughs> you know let, I'd like to touch on a couple things though you said something about wildlife this yes, sir. You don't really have this knowledge, I, I'm assuming, of wildlife, wildlife mitigation. Mm-hmm. So how do you learn about all these things in, in, when you're thrust into this job? Do they train you?
1: hundred percent, yeah. They definitely train me. Um, we have a mitigation and depredation program. so. We, our goal is to make sure that um, obviously there's no birds or no mammals on the runway because obviously that could create a um, a midair collision which is definitely what we want to avoid and i think lakeland litter has done a fantastic job with um, trying to get uh, rid of the wildlife in a safe way and in a humane way as well um, we use a lot of um, pyrotechnics you could train on pyrotechnics you could train on firearms you could train on um, uh, caging and trapping mammals i know for me in night shift you find a lot of possums and we have um, cages set up around the airfield to catch them. So I'll have to take them off the airfield and make sure that they're safely put into a position where, you know, they don't get hurt, but they're off the airfield where they don't bother anybody. Um, and it's also making sure that like animals like armadillos aren't digging up um, yards or anything like that. If that happens, you know, we have to go and we have to remove the armadillos. Um, it's really extensive. Um, I will say before I'm allowed to, well, before I was allowed to do any of that, they had me take a wildlife. Um, hazard uh, man- or hazard management course um, in which they actually identify different species that we could get rid of, could not get rid of, can't touch. Um, we also were trained on the different firearms and pyrotechnics. Pyrotechnics is what we primarily use. So if you hear like a firecracker going off or a whistler firework thing going off, that's us. <laughs> we're trying to scare the birds off. <laughs> um, but we're also there's also certain animals that we can't harass. So if it's like a, a crane of some sort, can't touch it because they're endangered. Um, bald eagle, definitely not. You just leave them alone. But it's very extensive. It's very extensive. And it's not just the wildlife program that's very extensive. Every bit of it is very, very thorough with how you're supposed to. It's very detailed oriented.
0: So, for instance, if they do have a wildlife strike, you have to go through the whole process of collecting and, and actually filing the report, the wildlife strike report or something like that. Yes, so sir. That's uh, So you got to learn all that. Yes, sir. And that's kind of cool that you learned all that. <laughs> oh, it's you know, that, fantastic. I think, I think it's really neat. Circling back to what you said about 139, for those that don't understand that, it's uh, basically it allows air carrier service uh, into an airport. Certain uh, air carriers uh, has to be under Part 139 of the regulations. So think Part 121 or airlines. Uh, they actually usually have to fly into Part 139 airport. Uh, there's some exceptions, but there are few out there. Uh, so tell me a little bit about that. I mean, we you, you said it in the beginning. It's kind of exciting. I, don't, I think that's... Public knowledge, right? There's an airline coming, Yes,
1: yes. There have been plenty of articles based (laughs) around that. What's interesting, though, with Lakeland is that we've actually kept our airport as part certified under Part 139 for a couple of years now. Um, I I don't know the exact number, um, but I know that we keep specifically the um, north side of the airport up to Part 139 regulations. We treat the entire airport 139. We make sure everything is up to regulations everywhere. Um, But specifically the north side because that's primarily where air carriers like Amazon are at. Amazon isn't a 121 specifically um, airline or passenger carrying airline. Obviously, they're Amazon. They work with many different contractors, um, but we try to keep it up to those regulations specific because of you know what we're getting now, which is Avalo. Um, which, uh, by the way, I'm very excited for Avalo. I think they're going to be okay. fantastic. I think they're a really, really like they're a growing company. They've only been around since like 2021, but I've seen so far what I've seen of them, I've been very impressed. I'm very, very impressed. They're competing. Yeah, absolutely. With, yeah
0: so absolutely i think it's exciting to see a a carrier another (laughs) one finally come back in to the lakeland area i'm a little bit biased but uh but just the fact that a lot of people don't realize amazon's huge here i mean this is their southeast operations and i don't mean southeast u.s they go down to south america Mm -hmm. and a lot of this a lot of these shipments are going that way all the way throughout the united states and they chose lakeland for a reason Uh, and and the little thing about lakeland is something we don't realize that there's a ton of logistics that happens in lakeland you know i i Uh, equate it to like Carlisle, Pennsylvania, except for the fact that we have a ginormous airport here, and and that helps. But even though it's a ginormous as far as I think, as far as the field is concerned, um, it's actually a a little bit smaller operation, and you alluded to that. So you actually have to get involved in many more things. So sometimes we think about, okay, Orlando International, Tampa International, where they have like five people doing wildlife mitigation, where you're it. You know, and and you're also doing other things. You're making sure things are secure, and, and airport rescue and firefighting interacting there. Oh yes. So as far as that's concerned, um, I and th- I've heard this from other people that do operations. Sometimes it can be even more challenging. Working for an airport that has a smaller operations, as far as the number of people working.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, there are definitely some days where you just never go back into the office. Like you're constantly on the truck. I remember there was actually one day as an intern. Where I was out on the airfield, we were just doing um, like routine maintenance on the actual pavement, and we were out there for quite some time, for a very, very long time. And it was—it wasn't like it is right now. It wasn't like nice out. It was like in the '90s, so it can definitely be stressful. Well, n- maybe not stressful. That's kind of a harsh word to use. I guess more like um, a lot. I think more a, challenging. Challenging, yeah. I like that. <laughs> I like that word. That's definitely a lot better because the job itself isn't very stressful. It's it's very detailed oriented though. It's very much like, you know, you have to know what you're doing, you have to know where to go if you don't know what you're doing. Um, and there is a lot of times where you will be doing a lot, you know, you won't have a lot of downtime. But I think that's also part of the fun, you know, is that you get to see these things that you wouldn't usually get to see at other airports, you know. I, I know we were, we were mentioning, you know, Orlando International and how they have these different um, sections of operations there. If I was working there, I'd probably only see air the airfield or the wildlife program or the, the TSA screening program. I wouldn't really see anything else. And I think that's kind of an advantage that Lakeland has, not just on the operations side, but in general. Lakeland just has that advantage of being so diverse in who we have. It's I, I can't praise it enough. I love, love this airport. I'm so glad I found it. I'm so glad I'm a part of it in some way. <laughs> but
0: And well, that's awesome that that you really enjoy, you know, what you're doing there. And by the way, we'll have a link in the show notes. It's flylakeland.com is actually the link to the airport. Uh, what he's talking about, it is very diverse. Like you said, it's it's like there's, and this is what's neat about airports in general, is it's like there's these different cultures and these different aspects around the airport. So you have general Aviation on one side, you have this uh, airline over here, uh, and then on the other side you have Sun and Fun, and then you have these schools on the south side, you have Charter, you have all these different operations and what's really interesting, and I think people don't realize this, just because you're on the airport doesn't mean people know each other. It's 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 amazing that separate operations that they just they come in, they go and they do the work and go home. That's how big an airport is as far as geography is concerned. Because just for me to go from, I'm sitting here at the airport right now and I'm looking at the control tower, it would take me about 10 minutes to get there because I can't just walk to the control tower. <laughs> I have to drive all the way around this, this large structure. Yep. Uh, and that's something else that I think people don't realize is that they – that there is so many things that you can get involved with an FBO, etc. cetera. But what you're doing is setting you up for the next thing in life. And it, whether it's flying or operations, the, the, the re- the one thing and the reason I think people should get involved with operations is you do learn it from the from the ground up, the operation of the airport, which leads to other jobs. So what other opportunities are there for you to advance into at, at the current job you are at the airport within operations?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, definitely the management side of things. Um, I've known people that have actually started in operations and they actually go to maintenance. Um, they manage the maintenance side. Um, a lot of the people that actually started with Lakeland Lender started where I was at where they were interning, they liked aviation, they just weren't sure where to go, but they found this program and they are like, yeah, I love this, I want to stay with it. Um, you could also, I've seen, I've heard of some people starting in operations and actually moving into airline service, you know, managing different airlines, managing the whole process there. Um, and I've also heard of people who will do the operations, learn what they need to learn, and then they'll go be a flight instructor. They're, and it, there's so much you can learn with just operations because it's it's a little bit of everything. Specifically with Lakeland, it's a little bit of everything. You have to know like what an instrument procedures are. You have to learn how to read METARs and TAVs and talk with the tower. You know, and like I've mentioned before, the wildlife program 139. Um, I'm sure there's stuff that I've missed. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm almost certain like somebody's be like, well, you missed this thing too, and it's like ah yeah, you know. <laughs>
0: oh there's so many there's so many aspects to it and uh, and that's and the other thing too is there's so many differences even in opportunities for pay i mean you can make a really good uh, living in airport operations they may start as low in some places in the country at 15 17 dollars an hour but i mean then you're going up to the six figures depending on um, what you're, what job you're actually in so and they have benefits a lot of times yes. you're you're working for the city uh, you might be working for the state, but usually it's the city that's running that. So you actually are now also in that system. Yes, sir. And, and you, you may wind up getting the pension or whatever they may have. Uh, you get benefits. And that's something else, I think, of people that they don't realize is that there's so many benefits to working for the actual city. Which, by the way, in Lakeland, it is the city of Lakeland is who you actually wind up working for. Yes, sir. And, uh, and that, uh, that's an important distinction, too. <laughs>
1: yes, it definitely is, especially when you compare, like, I, I even made this mistake as an intern. Oh, we're a federal, federal, federal airport. It's like no, 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 no. Don't go throwing that around. We're a state airport. We're a city airport. See, I even made the mistake just now. <laughs>
0: Right, right. Absolutely. And that, that happens. I mean, that's where – and sometimes we think of that that way because the FAA regulates this and we get funding from the FAA. Um, but there are some airports that are even private that have 121 in there. But but for the most part, it's usually the city or state that actually owns the airport or the county yes. that even can own the airport. Uh, and those and there's a lot of other rules there too. Uh, interestingly too, there's other jobs you can get involved with that in operations. I can maybe – or at the airport, a good one. Real estate is huge. Mm-hmm. I mean mm-hmm. that's a big part of it. You can get involved with, I mean, you know, me being a tenant at Lakeland Airport. You know, I get involved with that part of it as far as just being a tenant. And and there's so many other ways that you can get involved in either sales, management, etc. Mm-hmm. Uh, they even have a, uh, a, what do you call it? Uh, a, there's a, a farm out here is for uh, a solar farm, right? Yes, yes, it. actually yeah. we we
1: do um, manage that quite a bit actually. We uh, a lot of our energy will actually come from that solar farm, so we have to go out and inspect it. Um, It's actually funny you're mentioning uh, the different uh, real estate side of things because there are many people in the office that don't have aviation degrees. They actually have degrees in like financing or accounting or management. Um, So even if you're not in aviation specifically but you want to get into it, that is a great way to go. You know, Working on the accountant side of it, working on the um, real estate side like you're mentioning, that is a great way to get started with that
0: and you never know what might happen later in life and the opportunities like you look at the director of the airport wound up being actually the CEO of uh of the Sun and fun. Yep. so you you could go involved in other other sides of of the aviation business but everybody stays within aviation i think that's really cool uh and and that's terrific uh tim thanks for get, coming here and talking to us on those aspects but i want to know what's next what's next for for tim and also <laughs> uh what's next as far as flying is concerned
1: and that's uh I don't really know. <laughs> I do know, actually. I do have a plan. Um, I, my goal right now is to get off of the uh, get, get rotated out of the night shift, um, and then I'm going to start flying to get my private license um, while I still have this job. Uh, while I'm working on that as well, I'm going to be working with uh, the, in the city of Lakeland uh, with the airport, and my goal is to stay with the operations side and also earn my degree in, um, oper- in uh, aviation administration. I'll start with my I'll – I'll earn my um, associates by the end of the year, And then I'll work my bachelor's and then we'll see what goes from there because right now I'm more just – I'm kind of like a sponge right now. I'm absorbing everything and just seeing where it goes because there's so many things you can learn. I recommend anybody that's specifically just starting with aviation, be a sponge. Be a fly on the wall. Just listen. Everybody keeps recommending that to me, and I say yeah, it's great advice
0: <laughs> absolutely it's great advice that that's terrific Tim it has been awesome having you here we'll uh we'll make put some links in like the uh, fly lakeland the airport yes, absolutely. Uh, Polk State College. Uh, those type of things. Is there anything else you want to share? We can put that in the show notes, too. We might have a link to your Instagram account. Uh, we'll put that in there. But uh, but if you have any questions for Tim, of course, uh, we'd love to have you back on and maybe answer some of those questions. Uh, go to aviationcareerspodcast.com and hit the contact or feedback at aviationcareerspodcast. And uh, I'll send them over to, Net, to Excuse me to Tim, and he'll uh, be able to answer those questions. Absolutely, Tim, uh, any last uh, advice as far as other than being a sponge as far as somebody who's maybe just getting – getting into this uh, as a career, either at a, a, a young age or even at a later in life?
1: I would just say don't be afraid. Be positive be positive, and and just look at it as an opportunity. Look at it as I'm going to learn. Even if it's not something that's for you, just go in and learn it. Don't have this fear. Don't have this expectation on yourself. Really like understand your full potential. Understand that people are willing to support you and help you and put, and put you in a position where you need to be. Whether or not that's aviation, I, I can't say. I know for me, it's absolutely aviation, and just make sure you enjoy what you like, what you're doing. And even if you don't now, enjoy what you're gonna be. That's what I recommend.
0: Absolutely, enjoy the journey. Enjoy what you're going to be. And uh, Tim, once again, thanks for coming. I appreciate this. Sure, uh, thank you. And if you're listening right now, and and you've heard, you've been inspired by Tim, reach out to us, and, and we'll we'll send those questions over to Tim. And if you have any other uh, comments, suggestions, we'd love to hear them. But I think the most important thing and you've heard it uh, from Tim now is that he never stopped moving, constantly moving forward in his career towards his goal. So if if you're listening now, one of the, or watching this video, one of the things I really want to stress. Is that do me a favor do something every single day to move forward in your career in your life you know whether it's researching some of the things we talked about listening to other podcasts watching videos uh, looking up the website about the you know what an airport operation specialist does and 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 things like that but I think the most important thing you do for me is to keep taking one step towards your career goal every single day and I know you will absolutely Get to your goal, and you'll get there quicker than you think. Well, folks, we'll talk to you next episode. Safe flying out there.